Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today we're talking about the 2020 film Over the Moon. It's a Netflix movie. My name is Sarah. I'm the mom of a seven and a half year old boy. And I am Briar Harvey. I am the mom of an adult and an 11 year old and a five year old. I did not try to make them watch this movie. No. We watched this movie together, like, the first time we watched it, when it first came out, but we didn't rewatch it together. One for this, recently, now. (laughs) Well, and I don't think, I I think this movie is age-appropriate at any age, but it's really kind of for a very small segment of the population. No? Yeah, I feel like it has more appeal for somebody who's younger. For somebody who's younger or for somebody of any age who's lost a parent. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. But the themes of all of that Uh is not... I I mean, my kids would have watched it, but they would have been bored. I just didn't even try. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think the first time we sat down to watch it in 2020, it held his interest. But then again, we were really kind of like strapped for any kind of entertainment when this right, movie came out. Right, because it was 2020. <laughs> 2020. Right. So when did this come out? This was October 2020. Yeah. Yeah. There was not a lot going on. No. I don't think in October of 2020. No, everybody was pretty bored. Everybody was ready for something. Of, I, I mean, y'all remember Tiger King, right? <laughs> like, that was a whole fucking thing where everybody sat down and watched this one shit show documentary because we had nothing else to do. Yeah, it was, we were pretty, we were just ready for anything at that point. <laughs> and I'll say, for a small child especially, who's not going to pick up on those more mature themes, the the action of space flights and uh-huh. the creatures on the moon, all of that holds up just fine. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's yeah. well animated. It's, it's bright. It, uh, yep. There's songs and colors. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I would not want to watch this movie over and over again, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So, we were just discussing the fact that this movie is about Chinese culture. Like, this is, this movie is set in china i think the movie as best as i can and, and i'm revealing a, a great deal of ignorance here but as best as i can tell the movie is set in china like mainland well, china there's an article or uh, an interview that the um one of the film's producers did with uh nbc news where they specifically call out the fact that it's full of Chinese culture and Chinese stories. And they talk about how it was important to get an Asian cast 
But then we were looking through the cast, and they're all they're all Korean. Korean. <laughs> so they're I'm not Korean. sure why that choice is the way it is. I mean, I don't. I'm. I don't know enough. Is is? I didn't think there was that much of an overlap. Uh, like, uh, in culture, I'm, I'm, or uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. So in looking, and as always, I find. American telling of Eastern legend woefully inadequate. Yeah. But in looking into the legend of Chang'e... Okay. She dates back to at least the Ming Dynasty, which okay. would be 1500 AD, but... Or whatever we call that now. I... I'm sure she goes back farther. 16th century novel. There was apparently something about... In, in China, when Apollo 11 landed on the moon, they asked for them to look out for a girl with a rabbit. Okay. All right. Like, so significant yeah in terms of cultural heritage i feel okay and of all of the cast the only one who actually is at least half chinese is philippa sue who voiced uh changa herself okay so i looked and i was curious like who's the screenwriter like what's their background mm -hmm. Um, it's a woman named Audrey Wells who actually died in 2018. Um, but she, her other screenwriting credits are things like, um, Under the Tuscan Sun, uh -huh. uh, Shall We Dance? Um, but she did do Abominable, which is another movie I'm pretty sure is set in China. Yeah, it's set in Shanghai. So I don't know what her connection is here, but she's a very American-looking woman, um, and as far as I can tell, has no... Uh... According to Wikipedia, Austrian-American father, Romanian-American mother. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe she was just very interested in Chinese culture. Um, when, but because she had died before this movie actually ended up getting made... Uh, they well, I mean, it's not uncommon to have multiple screenwriters on a play any or on a movie, anyways. But the additional stuff was written by a woman named Alice Wu, who is actually Chinese American, I believe. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. But the rest of the main characters, no, she's Taiwanese, which. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea. I can't put this. I can't make it make sense. Um, this this podcast already doesn't play in China based on at least a number of statements that we've made in much earlier episodes. But but that again is who shit can fast right there. <laughs> but as for the rest of the primary cast. Margaret Cho, Sandra Oh, John Cho, and Ken Jong. Yeah, I think so. 
all South Korean. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, what I, I mean, it's, we can't answer it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the movie itself is in China and a Chinese story. And feel free to correct us if we're wrong here, but I believe that the language that they are speaking is in fact Mandarin. I wish I could go back and rewatch and check and see what the um, subtitles said it was. Because usually, like... Because usually it does, but I did I don't not know, I don't think know. to look at that either. I definitely uh -huh. don't speak any Chinese dialect, so... No. I'm not going to be able to tell it apart. No, I although speak, I tell you... <laughs> I barely speak American. <laughs> Although I tell you, with the way our economy is going right now, y'all may want to pick up some Mandarin. It may come in handy in the next 20 years. Oh, they've been saying that my entire life. But again, well, we're at a different point. <laughs> in the past. Let's not talk about it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. Okay. So, this movie was cross-promoted, I know, between America and China. There was a Chinese-language version that okay. was okay. produced. So, I, I feel like that's gotta be... I, the background is there, I'm sure. Yeah, the, there's gotta be some kind of reason here. I'm just not sure what I, it is. No. Okay, so this movie was nominated for the Academy Award in Best Animated Feature in 2020 um, against Soul Onward, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, which is a great movie, by the way, and Wolfwalkers. So those are all actually movies geared towards kids, which isn't always the case with that. Um, I've seen them all except Wolfwalkers, and I keep meaning to see it because it's the same... Uh, the same people that did uh, Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea, which I love. Mm -hmm. So, I just haven't gotten to it yet. But the winner was Soul, which, I mean, nobody's surprised. We've already reviewed that movie. Yeah, we won't it's, rehash I it's, it. It's, it's, it's good. I, I, is it better than this? I don't know. I, it was meant to, uh, that episode is meant to release before this one, I believe. As long as I do the right thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I really want a stuffed version of The Rabbit. That's my takeaway. <laughs> which, now, which rabbit, though? The, the cute white one. I can't think of their names. I'm not good okay. at that kind of stuff. Not the, not the yellow one. Is it yellow? Greenish. The one on the moon. The one on the moon. The goddess's rabbit. No, not him. Not him. Okay. Um, the fluffy white one. Feifei's rabbit. Yes, which is Bungie. Bungie is the name, and oh, Jade Rabbit, which explains why I thought he was green. Yeah, you're, you're Jade. probably right. <laughs> <laughs> probably is green. <laughs> so, I really... I will say about the start of this movie, in terms of making me cry. Yeah, it was a good one. It was is a good one. Like rivaled ups. Mm-hmm. It, it was 
it was a good composite story where you could see what was going down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the weepies, yeah, the weepies I mean, were definitely out. As an adult that has seen this similar scenario play out in a million and one movies, obviously you could see it coming from a mile away. Right. But. But it was still well done. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciated. At the end of the day, I think this movie is about relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And the relationships we have with the people that we love and what that looks like. Because I think Feifei and oh, what's it? Chen? Yes. Feifei and Chen's relationship is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the romantic love story is between a goddess and a dead man. So, like, that's fine. That. I liked the way the story was told. Like, to Feifei. But Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I didn't quite get why the goddess on the moon, whose name I can't think of, um... Is the way she is when they meet her. I don't know. It just felt really weird to me. Like, she's a pop star on the moon? A moon pop star? Or a moon pop star. Right. So, my takeaway there was Changa had been on the moon for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And she's a goddess. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, she can see the earth. Mm -hmm. There's something about seeing the earth in Gobi's song, too. Okay. Right. But I also think there was definitely like as an adult I picked up on millennia of having been alone with mm-hmm. nothing but the creatures that come out of her tears. Right. Which is I mean, you'd be crazy too, yeah? Right. So I feel like we've got um I feel like that there's that archetype of like the woman who's been scorned who becomes essentially the villain character. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that in a lot of stuff, but it's usually a far more like overt villain character. Yeah, I mean, if anything, Changa here is to be pitied. Right. So maybe that's why they went with it, the direction that they went with. And to the best of my ability, again, with my woefully inadequate American knowledge of this goddess, I think that they have roughly captured the story. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just barely briefly looking at this, and it, I mean, based on what Wikipedia is telling me, the Korean celebration of the moon festival happens at the same time of year um and it does seem like it has a lot of the same traditions associated with it oh so maybe there is actually some carryover yeah so granted as far as like the actual story of the moon goddess goes that's only explicitly said as like a chinese thing so i'm not sure like it's not telling me explicitly that this is a thing that also is part of the celebration in Korea. But mooncakes are, it looks like. Um, yeah. 
so I, I don't know. I can't say. I, if you are If you know, no. The number is 402-885-4875 and we would really appreciate some actual education on this. I dislike having to come into these movies and be like, I can't no find idea. the history because yeah. our history sucks. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Um That's what I got, though. Okay. <laughs> the cast itself is great. I was I was very... surprised by the cast the first time I watched this movie. I was surprised by how many people are in this movie. I mean, they really lined them up, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. If you, like, go through and, like, you know, there's the big names, like Philippa Sue, Ken Jeong, uh, John Cho... Uh, Sandra O, oh, Margaret Cho. But then if you look at like some of the people with like lower role, lesser roles in it, if you mm-hmm. like click on them, they're they're one hundred percent that guy. Like there's a oh, bunch yeah, of that guys. Oh yeah, there's a ton like... of that guys in this movie. <laughs> so ton of that guys in this movie, and <clears throat> it plays into especially timeline wise when this movie was being produced and filmed was when 2018-2019 when Netflix was really starting to make a big push for its Academy nominations. Mm -hmm. The golden age of Netflix is over and they don't have this kind of cash anymore but they were really throwing a lot of money at high-end films for Oscar contention. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're completely out of it now? Do you think uh, the failure of, what was it, Way of the Dog to take anything home is really the final nail in the coffin for them? No, I, uh, no. I, I think, I think that from a business perspective, not anticipating that there would inevitably come a time where growth was not exponential was mm. stupid and when we but what happened after netflix announced that it had lost subscribers i think was a huge overcorrection mhm i mean i haven't watched all i mean so like i haven't i've not seen a lot more of the more serious um netflix original stuff like i have never watched way of the dog um, it's just not how I choose to use my free time at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but I have seen, like, all of the animated stuff and all of, like, the stuff geared towards children. And I would say they're still doing a really good job with that. Like, my kid loves a lot of the Netflix stuff. But I would say that I really think that they continually get the shaft when it comes to Academy Awards because I still think that Mitchell's versus the machine should have won last year. I still haven't watched that one yet. So I'm really looking forward to recording that episode Mm -hmm. because you've talked about that movie a lot. So I feel like it has to be that good. It is. I mean, it's now my son's like kind of past the age where he wants to rewatch a movie 101 times, Uh but he watched that movie 101 times and would probably watch it anytime I said, would you like to watch this movie? So, 
I also don't watch a whole lot of movies these days. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, to be honest. I, there's something about the medium is just not capturing my limited attention mm -hmm. right now. But my husband is constantly saying to me, you need to watch this movie on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're actually, for the adult movies, putting mm -hmm. out reasonably decent stuff. Mm-hmm. I've just, like, and I've, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. I was always somebody who, like, wasn't a huge fan of, like, gritty, realistic films. Uh-huh. Um, it was, you know, they just didn't hold much appeal to me. And I feel like now they hold even less appeal. Like, I want, like, a lot of escapism in my free time. Like, in what I choose uh -huh. to do with my free time. So... The more fantastical something is going to be, the more likely I am to watch it. I really lean that way, too. I would rather... You know, sci-fi still hits depending on the level of horror, but or, I'm... like... It... <laughs> so, like, my husband really liked... Um... Oh, gosh, what's that one sci-fi series? The Expanse. My husband loved The Expanse. And I just didn't want anything to do with it because it was like literally just a political drama. And I don't care. It was a political drama in it, space and I don't it, care. It, I, it absolutely was. Yeah. Having watched it, we'll verify mm -hmm. your, your base her feeling that, that, that it was a political drama in space. And so like that's not to say that like anything that is, you know, ob quite obviously an allegory for something else. I'm not going to just immediately avoid it. But <laughs> it has to have a good amount of not being just a political drama in space in order to get me interested well i mean what i'm really looking for these days and don't feel like i'm getting a whole lot of and therefore i'm not watching much of anything is i would like dragons and fairies and mm -hmm. the new lord of the rings is coming out here pretty soon mm -hmm. i'm honestly looking forward to that show yeah and then, like, you know, to bring it back to, like, what my kid is watching, um, with the exception of, like, when these movies, things like this get released, or when there's, like, a big, um, you know, like, actual theatrical release that he gets excited about, his, like, day-to-day -day what he's watching, he's going back and watching, like, a bunch of really old stuff. <laughs> like, like um, so, lately, and I mean, I'm maybe not really old, but, like, this example is not really old. He's been watching a bunch of The Loud House, which I feel like there's got to be a million seasons of this show because he's just been watching it forever. But they're still currently making episodes for it. But, like, he's not watching things that are new, right? He's watching uh, all the old episodes of Teen Titans Go and uh, what else has he watched lately? And has, like, very little interest in, like, the newer stuff. And I'm not really sure if that's just my kid being, you know, a weirdo or what. But <laughs> I'm just not seeing it. And then when we were at his school recently for an open house, they had, um, like, a, it wasn't that recently now. It's July. <laughs> Back in the spring when we were at his school for an open house, they had um, all the kids, like, do a get-to-know-me thing where they had to, like, draw a self-portrait and then they listed all their favorite things. And I was reading through, and there were, like, 
a ton of kids in this class that listed their favorite TV show as the Thundermans. So I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I went back and I looked it up. And it's a, a Nickelodeon show. Uh-huh. Um, from, uh, is not current. It's from, like, 2013. So, and that's so funny that you say that. Because I just, I was madly Googling, trying to remember the name of the show that my 11-year-old is obsessed with Mm -hmm. right now. Total Drama Island. That's old. Of of the Total Drama series. Yeah. 2007. Yeah. The Redonculus Race premiered in 2015, and Total Drama Rama was in 2018. But... There's a new one coming, I guess, soon. But still, this is an old show. Yeah, that right. he's just like. Yeah. And the other thing my kid watched recently was I always get this name wrong. Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn, which I know has to be old because one of the actors in it is also in the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't know if you've watched Umbrella Academy. He no. plays five, and five is like. He's basically, like, a kid who got, like, trapped as a, in, like, a kid's body. And he's, like, not a kid anymore. But the guy is, like, 18. So, yeah. So my son was watching R- Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don from 2014. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hell, my 11-year-old is still in love and will watch Garfield. And when I say Garfield, I mean the old one from, like, the 80s and 90s. Right. The Garfield that you and I grew up on. Right. So, to bring it back to, like, what we're talking about here, um, when stuff like this comes out, when things like Over the Moon comes out, it is, like just such a relief as a parent to finally have something that he'll be interested in to show him uh-huh. because like i'm sick of watching you know, a million episodes of ricky nicky dicky and don that's been around for like forever uh, right total drama island that yeah. i keep watching over and over i mean and what i think that speaks to is that generation's what the fuck do they call who are that gener? Are they? Uh, uh, do you have a na- Do we? Do we have a name for that generation? No. <laughs> it's the generation after Generation Z, right? Right. Did we circle back around? <laughs> Gen one. Uh, generation Beta. Oh no, that's next. They're Generation Alpha from 2010 to 2024. Gen Z goes from 95 to 2009. Okay, so I have one Gen Zer, like an old or a young Gen Zer, and then like old Gen. No, no, I have my daughter two thousand and one. So I'm gonna pull up an infographic so I can remember while we're talking about this. Go ahead. Drop it in the show notes so that we can include it too, (laughs) because this is for real. But, so I think she is the oldest of Gen Z. And then my boys are, my oldest is the oldest of Gen Alpha. And then I have, because I have a 2011 and 20, I don't know how to add, 2017. (laughs) 
think okay. he was born in 2017. So, yeah, that would be that would be Generation Alpha. And I think what's key here and the reason that I'm bringing this up is that and, and you see it with Gen Z, too, in the way that they are going back to 90s fashion. Well, does yeah. that not make you feel real but, old? Like every generation does that. Like we were dressing in 70s clothes. In the That's 70s. correct. Which is why I, I, it all it all comes back around eventually in the end. But this generation does not seem to be as new bound as I feel like maybe X and millennials were mm-hmm. in the way that like we liked new things. Mm-hmm. What was we fuck we we had that month a Gregorian chance, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> and I maybe part of that is like we didn't have literally the entire history of a media. Available right. at our, like, immediate... At our fingertips. Yeah. All right, so back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love... <laughs> this is a movie where I'm watching it, and I really want to eat something, and it's not mooncakes. <laughs> like, I want to eat gummy bears. <laughs> because of all the moon creatures. I don't right. know. They all of the, like, gummy bears. Gummy bears or something <laughs> chewy and, yeah. I, I feel you. They were adorable. I love the pangolin. I don't know that I'm saying that right. I think it's a pangolin. It is. Gobi? I yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right, though. Ken Jeong, who, like, I'm going to be honest, I did not expect it. Yeah. But his song is a weeper, too. Yeah. Like, he's... So, I, I just want to call out this man who went to medical school and became a doctor. hmm And then got a TV show. hmm And now he's an actor. Now he's a green animated pangolin singing very well, I might add. <laughs> About spinning earth and shit. It was a good song. Made me all teary. I loved the frogs. Like, the creatures Mm -hmm. on the moon were all so great. Even the asshole chickens on the motorbikes. Like, all of that was just so well done. Those were all the the aunties. It was the same voice actors. Oh, well done. (laughs) Nice catch. Google told me. Of course. Well, actually, Wikipedia told me. Were there enough songs for you? I think so. I mean, I felt like this one had a pretty good musical pacing. Yeah. I would agree with that. I I think they used the music appropriately. Yep, I agree. So, I mean, that's what we have. It was great. (laughs) And mooncakes. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. None of the voice actors are Chinese and mooncakes. And we cried. And we cried. I think that's the important thing to say. I, like, <laughs> seems all wrapped up to me, honestly. So, in terms of enjoyability, I think, I think we get to rank this movie two ways. Because I really actually fully enjoyed this movie. Like, four and a half stars... But in terms of repeat watchability, like two 
mm-hmm. and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I could not. I I would stab someone mm-hmm. if this yeah, was the one I, that was chosen. I no, watch this one. No. No. Nope. 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 No, because the story is beautiful, the animation is beautiful, and also I can see how by the third watch, mm-hmm. I would be deeply annoyed by that ping pong game. Yeah. And by the tenth watch, I would find the moon cake creatures worth booting across, <laughs> yeet them to hell, I'd right? i buying giant bags of gummy bears. Right. Like... <laughs> I would not want to have to watch this one over and over. But for a once-off, it was a great movie. Yeah, I really appreciated watching it when we watched it. Like I said, we were pretty desperate for some new content at the time, and this didn't feel like we were only watching it because it was new content. We actually enjoyed it. Okay, now, if you don't want my teen to come back and yell at you, you actually have to give me a number here. Uh, give this a four. Okay. Overall? Yeah. Okay. I'd give this one a four. Okay. No major problems with it. Okay. <clears throat> and it wouldn't be the most annoying thing for my kid to rewatch. There are plenty Not the most annoying. There are plenty of annoying things. It wouldn't be my things. first choice for no, rewatch. But... No, but... <laughs> Alright, y'all. So, next time... We've got uh, Raya. Is, uh, Raya? Yeah. Raya the dragon? So. Yeah. Raya, Raya, I don't know. I've only seen it once, and I, I think they, I don't know. Oh, I wasn't sure if that's what we're doing next. <laughs> no, that is what we're doing next. Okay. I'm not sure how we're, how we pronounce it. I don't remember. It. I, I, I don't remember. Raya, Raya, I'm Raya. not sure. I think it's Raya. I think, think it's Raya? Raya. Raya the dragon. Raya. Next week? And the dragon. Raya and the dragon. She is not a dragon. See, that shows you how much I paid attention to it the first time that I watched it. I remember paying a lot of money to watch that one because we were so content starved. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my you, children... Oh, you paid money to watch it? Uh, oh, I yeah. Mean, I did because I went and saw it in the theater. No, we were... I mean, it was out in the theater, but we, I was not taking my kids yet, mm-hmm. but that one was concurrently released on Disney plus for like 20 bucks. And I was like, well, our TV's that big. So like, it's fine. We'll we'll just pay. It's almost like going to the theater and we save on popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did. Again. It was it was a weird time. It was. We were It was yeah. such a weird time. Last year for my birthday, I paid full price to rent Black Widow and watch mm. it at home, which is something I am like morally opposed to generally. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but it was July 2021. It was a weird ass yeah. time. I was desperate for content. Yeah. And I also didn't want to leave my house and get a babysitter. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we paid for very... No one would do that now. So, again, 
playing back into the why Hollywood money is weird right now. Nobody's buying those, like, paying that price for the subs or the, the simultaneous movie release. Uh-huh. Those, those are not sticking around. Right. We expect you to go back to the theater now. Right. And, again, it's July, so we just had Thor... Which didn't quite make 140 opening weekend, but it was close. Mm-hmm. We've got Top Gun 2, which is currently outgrossing Titanic. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, what was the last Marvel? Oh, there was Jurassic Park. Like, it is the... It, the summer blockbuster is back, and we expect you to go to the theater and sit there mm-hmm. and watch a movie. That's what we expect you to do. And the numbers seem to be bearing that out. I don't know. Film's weird right now. It's just mm-hmm. going to continue to be weird. But yeah. no more simultaneous releases. That won't happen mm-hmm. anymore. So... We'll be talking more about that and how that worked math-wise next week, next episode. And that's it. You can find us on latchkeymovies.com. We are Latchkey Movies on Facebook and Instagram. We post there occasionally. We would love to hear more about the goddess. Please feel free to DM us. Or call us. Again, that's 402-885-4875. We would really like to know more about all the things that we're wrong about. It, it pleases us greatly. How are we ever going to learn if you don't tell us what we're doing wrong? That's correct. All right, y'all. We will see you next time.